Hey everybody, hey, it's Danny. Hey guys, it's Drea, and welcome to Spin the Bottle, your go-to for all things research and rant related. Guys, thanks for joining us. It's just good to know that, you know, we're not out here alone in these streets. We are not alone. <laughs> <laughs> This has been such an incredible week for us. Recently, we hosted our first live show, which was a smashing, smashing success, <laughs> at least in my opinion. No, seriously, like real people actually came and were there. So, you know, I find that I think it's wildly I'll successful. I'll take a W. Listen, I really will. We're so honored and we're really grateful. So today we're on a high in the in the studio. Yeah totally it was really great um we're really excited because we brought an awesome guest to show and to talk about one of the more mysterious subjects in our world the gentleman you know this is right up there with like unicorn and leprechaun sightings mm, you hear of these they? mysterious gentlemen if you will and if you see me i'm doing air quotes um <laughs> but i don't know where they be at seriously where they at where they at though I yeah, kid. yeah, I kid. I'm I with, joke. I'm with you, yeah. kind of, sort I of. Joke, maybe. <laughs> no, we know some good guys. We have some good guys. So that's why we brought a good guy in to talk about where the good guys are. So we've got all the feels and all the jokes in the studio today. Uh, if only there were like a word hmm. of you know, like some kind of expression. That Do you mean would like a me. word of the day, Drea? Girl, Is that what you're looking for? You're always on it. I got you. <laughs> Okay, today's word of the day is ebullient, which means overflowing with fervor, enthusiasm, or excitement, high-spirited. In other words, every time I step into a Barnes and Nobles or Staples, I'm overcome with a giddy sensation that can only be described as ebullient. Ooh, this ebullient feeling I got. (laughs) So good. So ebullient. So many books, so little time. (laughs) I love it. Today, we have one of my favorite segments for you. Mm, mm, mm. You're going to love it. Since we're talking about a particular topic, we thought it would be best to give some context for you before we begin. And because Danny loves her research, allow her to share a few jewels and a few random factoids. I did some research about this. It's very exciting. I figured before we start talking about gentlemen, we should have a little historical context. We need to understand what a gentleman is. Allow me to explain. Yes, please. Picture it. England, the 15 to 1600s. We're going way, 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 way back. All I see is Harry Potter. (laughs) Not the the same year at all. (laughs) I don't know what year Harry Potter was, but this is not Not, not quite. Not that one. Not quite there. A little grimier. So gentlemen back in the day actually did not have anything to do with how you acted. It wasn't based on any type of personality traits, if you will. A lot of times we think gentlemen and we think a classy guy. We think all kinds of things. But a gentleman actually back in the day used to be someone who owned land and was of a particular noble title. It was kind of like dukes and duchesses and all kinds of counts and many things. But if you were a gentleman, one of the things that was expected of you was that you would go to court with the king. The Mm -hmm. king was also always a gentleman, but you would be able to be present in court and know all of the etiquette and how to show up in this environment. 
if okay. you will. So etiquette. that's where the decorum showing and the etiquette comes kings. in. Got it. Is showing up. Gentlemen were just expected to know how to conduct themselves at court. Mm. They had to show up. I they had love to that. show up. They had to dress up. Mm. They had to be ready. Okay. For all of the proper. So many jewels. All, listen, I didn't know that. Show up. Stay ready. <laughs> I'm, you ain't I'm got to it. get ready. If you just the king stay could call of you ready. at any time. You need to know what to say. You need to know how to act. I love you it. You know if a bow is appropriate, how to eat your food correctly. Okay. All of I these love things. It. So that's how we got into that. I have another one for you. Okay. This is more like male female stuff, but it's important that you guys know that men will spend up to, if they have facial hair, six months of their lifetime shaving. Six months. Mm. Lots of grooming. Did you know that, Brandon? I mean, no. You can I, speak. <laughs> no, I've been waiting. I mean, you know. Well, yeah, we didn't really introduce him, but Sorry. This, is, this is our person. Yeah, there's just some random in the man studio. voice it's in a the random room. random man voice. <laughs> He's our person. Oh, didn't hear. A man enter. This I is, have manners, ladies. I would wait to be introduced because I am a gentleman. Does that sound about right? That going you would send court. well done. Six months shaving. Well, well, well done, done, Brandon. Well done, yeah. Okay, yeah. Really quick, guys. This is Brandon Alexander. What's going on, y'all? <laughs> he's the founder of New Age Gents, and he's going to be talking to us about Amen. what it means to be a gentleman. Yeah. So I guess what, what Sorry, Danielle guys, said. I botched that intro. <laughs> <laughs> he's okay. here, though. He is here. <laughs> I showed up. Oh! Does six months shaving, does that sound about accurate to you in a lifetime? I mean, you know, what's funny is when I played football in Texas, we had to shave. Mm. And then after that, I said, no, sir. Mm-hmm. I will grow it out because mm-hmm. I can but you trim it, you know. I do. I you trim take it care up. of it. I do. I have to. You got to get them. You got to get them edges. Sometimes though, I like to go. I like to get a little woolly, mm-hmm. just a little mm-hmm. bit, and then we'll clean it up right when it gets to that point. But you, you know, got to know what that point is. I just love a good Rick Ross. You got to uh, listen. Listen. I'm all about the beard life. <laughs> okay, I'm a grown woman. It's just, you know? there's something about it that like just, just points to lovely. grown man. It's just it's just like that's it. That's I'm the into north. it. I love a man with a beard. Yeah. Okay. Now, now about beards, real quick, because I, yes. I get tired of this. Because a man cannot grow a beard does not mean he's not a man. That's my Who thing. Who says that? Oh, people. There is a whole community of very strong-minded, very, what's the word, stubborn-minded folks who think because you can't grow a beard and it ain't got nothing to do with genetics, it has everything to do with genetics. Oh, if you just do this and you put this oil on and you put this butter on, you're not just going to grow something that can't grow. Mm, you you guys have some pressure there. Yeah. Really that's a lot of pressure. Really that is a lot of pressure. But I guess so. it kind of makes sense because like when young boys, when they first start growing stuff in, they really want to grow it out. They want to grow it and out. And it becomes like a like a little yeah. bit of identity thing sometimes. Aww. So, so yeah. okay. I own mine. You know, hey, I, I love it. a beard, but you are no less a man. There we go. If you Amen. don't have one. Yep. Okay. You've heard it here, folks. Okay. So factoid number three. The brains of adult men are larger in total size than the brains of women. Which is around 10%. This is because men generally have more muscle mass and larger stature than women. And so their brains require more neurons to mm. work. Did you know that? I did not know that. I didn't know that either. On that, we're going to go into number four. Okay. <laughs> she, tried to, she tried to get out of there real quick. No, it's important. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's segueing for that, a reason. It, it implies some things. Okay. But mm-hmm. let's talk about women's brain function. So men and women actually biologically use their brains differently. We know this. Oh, yeah. This is obvious. So Absolutely. So men 
tend to only use one side of their brain at a time. When they're focused on a task, they devote all of their concentration and attention to that. Whereas women, we have the ability to use both sides of our brain at the same time, which makes us more adept at multitasking. Yeah. Mm. It's just the way it works. And also, this is just a random factoid, and then I'm closing us out. Do you know that men were the first to wear high heels? Did you know that? I, I did didn't not know that. know that. Women began wearing heels My knowledge of. to make them look more masculine, which leads me back to, mm. I didn't think about it, but if you think back to like the French Revolution in the 1700s sure. and those little heels. And those heels little heels, those little kitten men, heels. Sure. I was just thinking my knowledge of the um, early medieval I was <laughs> yeah. cartoons. About, little, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that too. Yeah, they it's did funny, have a little but, heel. But they wasn't no red pumps. They weren't, they nah. were not stilettos. We <laughs> took we, it and ran with it. We totally did. But you know, I think stilettos were created by a man, which totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. Because I kind of was born that way. But I've never took it back further. But I mean, I've always you, seen you those won't pictures. catch me in those? Nah. Appreciate that. That's okay. Yeah. Appreciate that. Right. All right, guys. It's time to spin the bottle. Let's get into the categories for this week. First, we have I Feel Away. Because we have lots of thoughts about lots of things and you can't just let any old shenanigans ride. Can't do it. Currently crushing. These are things or people or animals or places that we're really in love with right now. I love animals. <laughs> They're kind of amazing. So funny that you like animal videos. I really do. Yeah. It just cracks me up. Black cinema. All the melanin, all the magic, all the time. All we stand the time. for black cinema. Yes. Mars versus Venus, because at times, men and women can be as far as the East is from the West. Mm. Mm. And it's because their brains are it's wired because our to brains think differently. <laughs> <laughs> For nostalgia's sake. Back in the day when we were young, we're not kids anymore, but nope. sometimes we You just gotta go we back. Oh, man. <laughs> you just gotta go back to the things that just you used to love. Mm-hmm. Guilty pleasures. The things we don't readily admit to crushing on because we are women of principle. But yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> let's spin it. For nostalgia's sake. Back in the day when I was young, yeah. I was a kid anymore. Uh, but some days I sit uh, and wish I was yeah. a kid again. Yeah. Listen, yeah. <laughs> there's so many things I could say. One thing I have been noticing that is nostalgia related, in my opinion, lots of remakes yeah. are coming yeah. out. Lately, all the remakes are like out. all the remakes where it's like I'm, I'm like, are people not writing as much original content anymore? Like, mm, why are not. we having another Baywatch? Yeah, like Baywatch, <laughs> leave Baywatch where because it was. Baywatch was good, and we don't want to think Robo about Cop, how to make something They remade else good. Robocop exactly. a while back. I know there's going to be a Coming to America too. Yeah. How do I feel about I that? I don't know how I feel did this about this. Like, I feel some kind of way. It does. <laughs> it really did. It really it did. did. It did. We took the, now, I know all the original like writers are involved and yeah. everything. So it yeah. will either be just pure brilliance, but it's like coming to America is perfect. It I can't really even tell you what last do, time what I've do seen we, Eddie Murphy. Oh my goodness. I know. It's been a long time. Like, what are we going to do? What's, what's the plot? What's, is it going to be? That is majorly important. This is my thought. It's going to be them back in Africa. That's where they end up, right? Right, yes, because they went back home. They're going to have a son. How long has it been? My God. And something's going to happen, and then it's like, uh uh-oh. He's got to go back. You got to go back to America. Their son can't be Michael B. Jordan, though. They they can't. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Because they are milking him right now. They are milking him. They are milking him right now. Well, who else? Well, we have a lot of people that But that would be the perfect... 
Well, anyway, I've, I, I'm very nervous that they're messing with the classic. It is my favorite movie. Sure. It's like just that. It's perfection. There's not many movies that I'm like, this is a perfect you movie. You need to just Coming to it. America yeah. is a perfect mm-hmm. movie. It's true. I just. There's not one point in the movie where you're like, what? Sure. Not one. Sure. Anyway, so we just hope because it is there's that pressure of creating another classic. So then you start putting in things that you think, oh, people will laugh at that. But yeah. then it just dumbs the movie but down. It just dumbs the movie down. So I'm just a little bit. Bad nervous. Boys Three is coming out. See, and that's the thing. It's like I don't need another Bad Boys. I don't know that we need another Bad Boys. <laughs> we don't. Give Martin one more chance. Anyway, that's what it's called. For nostalgia's sake, okay. Because we're gonna be on a tangent. For nostalgia, <laughs> for sure, do you have sure, a nostalgia, sure. Drea? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of struggling with the nostalgia. I just ate some chewy sprees last night. Oh, so okay. Good. How did that feel? Yeah. Um, it felt good. There was good. a bit of a sugar high. They were chewy and sour and also sweet. Uh yeah. I don't have anything good. I loved what you said though. I'm I'm very into. I I'm really eager to see what happens with coming to America. Yeah, it'll be well, it'll be very interesting. But hey, but you're right. Like there's so many, and I I went down a nostalgic rabbit hole last week. Sometimes I get in these moods where I'm like, I need to to watch Ducktales. Just dive in. You know yes, what I'm saying? For I need some Ducktales or some Chippendale. Oh, you went there. A little Darkwing Duck, little maybe. I just taste it cereal you in my know mouth what I mean? for some reason. And it does. It's like I need some Captain Crunch. I want to cut the roof of my mouth with this really crunchy cereal. So crunchy. So crunchy. So good though. Look, yep. you, you know, sometimes I just want a bowl of just like, a bowl. But see, my mom used crispy. to get mad because I would grab a spoon that was just not used for cereal. Yes, the big I spoon. Wanted, I Did wanted you get more like cereal? the big mixing bowl the as big, well? The, yes. My mom was not so having that. She when you grab yeah, the bowl that she makes her stuff in then for mm. your cereal in the morning and you use half the gallon of milk <laughs> oh, and no. there's six kids in the house, there's Mom's a problem. taking you out. Listen. I loved in. getting up earlier than Saturday everybody. morning cartoon time. Yes. Just <sighs> That it block was, of television. I think she's crying because she misses so much. It was, <laughs> it's not <laughs> the same. It's not the same. I tried to watch some cartoons the other mm-hmm. day. Listen, I'm like the censor police here. <laughs> I'm about to go on. A, I'm about to go to Cartoon Network's like their building and be like, all these shows are off the air. They're, they're just really, so they're really, grown. They're, they're grown. And even like the real, like I don't know what those are called, like the shows on like Disney Channel that aren't cartoons, but it's like Miley, you know, Miley. Those shows, shows are, too, those shows are with the, not. With the kids. Those little girls are they're fast. Like in that tween they're, area, they are fast. You go to fast. <laughs> Nostalgia. <'cause> they are <laughs> fresh. Okay, they are fresh. Little fresh fast kids. <laughs> <laughs> dressing it's like they're dressing like grown women but yeah, not they are. it's very grown yeah, and when we were young grown. it's like you didn't boy meets world was the one period boy lit, meets world you're lit. awkward you're trying to figure stuff out figure stuff, and they were figuring it out for you we did full house I, I, nope y'all can do it for i didn't matters. ask for full we house. did a couple episodes i didn't ask I didn't ask for that. I wanted you to leave it. Let me watch the old episodes. Just let it be. All right. Well, all right. So basically, leave our 80s and 90s stuff alone. Please. Okay. It's been done. Let's We'll show our kids. We'll show our kids. Right. We'll just Netflix it. The DVD set. And I'm going to sit them down and we'll watch it. I'm with you. I'm sorry, y'all. I know you're trying to get that check, but. All right. Well, thanks for that little trip down memory lane. As always, guys, this is a conversation, and we'd really love for you to let us know what your thoughts are. Connect with us on our Facebook page at Spin the Bottle Podcast, or shoot an email to ddspinthebottle at gmail.com. We actually need some new spins for our wheel. So if you have some spins that you think would be great for us to talk about and you want us to add it to the wheel, just let us know. And send us an email at ddspinthebottle at gmail.com.
today we have Brandon Alexander in the studio joining us to talk a little bit about gentlemen. Mm. Gentlemen. Quite a, <laughs> yes. And I really am excited to dive into this conversation. But before we do that, really quickly, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I used to dance professionally for like five or six years. I taught for two or three of those years. And then I got out of it. I had to step out of it and really figure out what made me tick and what made me happy. Mm. What made me want to get out of bed in the morning. So dancing, I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. Mm. And I said, well, then what am I called to? What am I drawn to? And someone said to me before, you know, your greatest strength will come through that thing that you feel like is your pain. And not having a male role model in my life, I realized I could become that role model, right? Mm-hmm. For myself and for somebody else. And so that's how I got into New Age Gents. It was seeing that there's a lack in, in our society and community right now for male role models. And I wanted to step into that space and be the change I wanted to see in the world. Fantastic. That's it's really great. It's needed. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you said you spoke. It spoke to you from your pain. Yeah, that's really interesting. I don't know if I've thought about that myself. Like, what pains me, and how should I address that in the world? Sure, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about that. After sure. This. Well, when they say that, I mean, mm. become the change you want to see in the world. Uh-huh. If you did not have that, become that mm. because someone else needs it. If you need it, if you need it, someone else probably needs it too. We had to get from one state to the next without taking a a, a horse in a buggy someone invented a car the car didn't work after a while we invented an airplane there was a need that was met and someone stepped into it that's and that's what i feel about the space of being a gentleman or creating gentlemen in today's society hmm. okay so tell us what you think the definition of a gentleman is so it's it's funny i actually had a random talk with caesar milan the dog whisperer wait that pause. is so incredibly I random need you to know <laughs> yeah. that i love him I'll let him know next time we run into each other at Paquito Moss randomly. Excuse me, you can meet with him. No, I'm just saying I was I was getting tacos and my Trina, man was getting burritos. Yeah, I'm about to cry. I think he's so magical. You should see Drea's face right now. By the Dreams way, she true. is like lit this up. This has really been my week. This has really been my week. We're going to get you the connect, okay, uh, with the okay. dog whisperer, honey. So the gentleman, continue. And so I asked him his definition of a gentleman, and he gave me his. And then he, I, I said to him what mine was. Now, mind you, I've heard this before, and I just, I just ended up adopting it as my own, which was a gentleman is someone who gives more to the world than he takes from it. Now, when, when I think of taking, it's a selfish, in the selfish idea of taking. Is me, 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 never giving to anybody else love or compassion or empathy or kindness, right? Okay. And he said, that's not true giving. And I said, well, why do you say that? He said, because if you give, life will naturally give back to you what you put out. Mm. So you have to be able and ready to receive and take what life is giving to you. So he said, a gentleman is simply someone who gives without expectation of anything in return. So wow. I want to give to you without expecting a thank you. I want to give to you without expecting you to give me a gift because I gave you a gift. Mm-hmm. And so it changed, it shifted my idea of that. It's giving. That's where that's for me what a gentleman is. The, the gentleness as a man is for you to serve and give, right? Without the expectation of anything in return. Mind you, easier said than done, but that's what I believe a gentleman is, especially in today's society. Tell us a little bit about how you started New Age Gents. Sure. And what is this the answer to? Why so do we have New Age Gents? I was the problem at one point. Unpack that yeah. until further. I was the nice guy growing up. 
and I listened to all of my female friends' problems, and I tried to curate myself into the perfect man through all of the mistakes other men were making. Mm, that right? Makes sense. So then if I take all these mistakes this guy's making and I approach a female, surely I, it's a win. Not true. Mm-hmm. When I started to see that my chivalry was unappreciated, I looked to see what worked. The system that I saw working was being a dick. That's what worked. That's what gets the attention because the lack of my desire to want you made you want me more. Hmm. I stepped into that space just as a test run to see if it would work, and boy, did it work. Was it successful in the sense of, I'm serious, was it successful in the way that I wanted it to be? I didn't feel healthier or happier, but I was getting what I wanted, which was the sex and the women. Mm-hmm. I, I and when I say that I mean I wanted beautiful women I wanted the best women that were out there because I knew at one point I was rejected so much I was like you know what watch this and I went and I did it savage clearly savage but there was no one in my life holding me accountable to that but I had this little voice in the back of my head my mom and my grandma this little voice in the back of my head about what it meant to be a gentleman yeah. I'm from the south my family's from the south Florida Georgia Texas so it's very prevalent in my family to be a gentleman, right? And to treat women with respect and all these different things coming from a single parent home, all these things. I knew what being a dog, back in the day was you're a dog, mm-hmm. wasn't savage. Mm-hmm. He's such a dog in this, now you're a savage. I became the thing that I didn't, I never wanted to become to get something that I thought I wanted to wake up one day and realize it's not what I really wanted. I wanted intimacy. I wanted connection. I wanted relationship. I wanted to bring somebody coffee in the morning and feel appreciated for thinking of you before you ever thought about getting it. But because I wasn't getting that, I turned it into something else. Now, through that process of learning that, I had a really abrupt awakening that woke me up real fast to this isn't what you need to be doing. You need to wake up and you need to step and be responsible for your own actions and not let the world change you, but you change the world. And Hmm. that's where New Agents was birthed from, is not allowing the world to change me anymore and becoming the savage in order to feed my ego and say, okay, I know that being a gentle man and being someone who's kind and sweet and thoughtful and wanting to be romantic. I love romantic gestures. I want to make someone light up and be the reason that, you know, they they're saying, you know what? My man just is there for me. He just supports me. He has my back. As opposed to, girl, the sex was great. One on scale is very minor and temporary. The other one is legacy and lasting. Mm-hmm. I wanted legacy and lasting. I want to be a father one day. I, want, I had to be true to that thing in me. And I said, well, how do I become that thing? Well, you become a gentleman. You become a gentle man. And you put others' feelings before yourself. You put others' desires before your own desires. And so I wrote a post one day and I was just in, I was just in the zone. I was in the zone. I wrote something on Facebook and a buddy of mine shared it, Julian Mitchell. Ah, uh, love Julian. And Julian, Julian. I, I, I'll, I'll forever, he's the man behind the scenes that pushed New Agents to what it is today. And um, he said, you know what? I shared it on my thing. It got really good feedback. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. He said, start your own. Don't depend on my platform to feed you. Your voice is strong enough alone to start it. He's like, what's the worst thing that could happen if you start it? They don't like it? What's the worst thing that could happen? Hmm. I'm sure you feel the same way about your podcast. For sure. What's the worst thing that could happen? No one listen? You're creating what you love. And so that was in 2013. And I've been going ever since. So you built this platform. I you're did. You're creating content. Yeah. You're highlighting men of substance. Yeah. Um, where do you hope to see it go? Like mentoring. Really getting these young men, because there's so many young men hungry for more and hungry for an example, that they're going to anything to feed themselves. 
So it's like instead of a McDonald's where you can get something quick and easy, uh, as an example, I want to create something that's going to feed them for a lifetime and give them the tools and resources they need in order to build themselves up and love themselves first and understand their worth and to deal with their wounding. And then also, because that's what, to me, that's what being a new age gentleman is, is someone who learns to do the self inner work in order for it to be uh, an example in his outer works, in his, in his in encounters with people and conversations, how he does business, how he does his relationships and love, the type of mm-hmm. husband he will be, the brother he is, the son he is to somebody. If he deals with his hurt and his pain, he will then naturally, through progression, become more and become a better man. So it's not the suit. It's not the, that's mm-hmm. not teaching me. And it's not the material things. Right. It's your inner work and th- the material things will come if you want them. So new agents, what I see for it is creating mentor groups and small groups for men to feel like they can have a safe space to grow and learn from and become better men from that. So my my, my literally my mission statement is building better men, building a better you. Right. Through discussing what it means to be a gentleman. And that's what I want to do. That's what I am doing. To what degree do you think our society? So American society, what's expected of men? you know gender type stereotypes oh, all those things like to what degree do you think that we contribute to the problem oh well i think the the unappreciation thing it's the not so you earlier said all there it's funny is it's there's all these things now about gentlemen are unicorns and they're these you know mysterious they're all around it's what are we choosing to focus on right and i think society chooses to focus on the men who aren't doing things right instead of focusing on the men that are doing what they can and trying their best. Hmm. So that's why things are going viral now, like a dad doing his daughter's hair. It's because it's not common. But when we choose to focus on it, you no longer focus on the negative. You no longer focus on that, right? So that's why I think society contributes to this this idea and that men start to feel like, well, if people don't appreciate me for who I am and what I'm doing, I'm going to naturally go to what works because it's survival. I don't want to be forgotten about. I don't want to feel like I can't get a date. I, I'm tired of feeling rejected. Mm-hmm. And then that's where you get the savages. I don't think there's a such thing as a bad man. I think it's a man who's had bad experiences and he's trying to find a way to cope with it. That's my own. So that's why I don't tell people, don't date this kind of guy, date this kind of guy. No, I talk to the men and say, here's what you should try. You'll naturally, by looking, see the difference in my character and somebody else's character, but it's not my job to put that other man down because I don't know what he's been through. I don't know what he's going through to get to that space because I don't want anybody to look at me like that when I make a mistake and not understand where, I, where I've come from and what I've been through to make that decision. Am I saying it's right? No. I'm saying judgment doesn't help the situation. It literally suppresses that person and make them feel like I'm just going to stay this way anyway. So the bad boy that doesn't talk and doesn't share his emotions... <laughs> It's because he's been trained and taught and conditioned to not do that. There's a whole study around all of these things of men being taught to suppress their emotions as a sign of strength. Yeah. And the strength is in your vulnerability and your ability to open up and speak your mind and speak your heart. Is it easy? No. But if we keep teaching men and training men to recondition their thinking and the way they feel and the way they see things, we will then have better men. I love that you're talking to men. Yes. I think Danielle and I both feel like there's a lot of men talking to, to women. women. And telling them what to do with their lives, we won't even go we down. We take umbrage but we're with not that. Gonna, we're, we're gonna. We're gonna. That's another gonna go down episode. that lane. So we've had oh this conversation a little bit. But what I was really getting at was, do you ever encounter men who maybe hear your message and they're just not quite feeling it? And then how do you approach that? Sure. Do what works for you. I'm with it. Yeah, that's your choice. I don't hold anything against anybody that doesn't want to live the gentleman lifestyle. 
oh, the world will literally be able to see the difference in your actions. And that's not for me to point out his faults and to point out our strengths. That doesn't help anybody. Yeah. Do you find any challenges when you are you know, sharing your message, posting, like what challenges are you encountering? Ooh. First of all, I get hit with the super like ultra feminist that takes sure. some of my messages the wrong way. And then they say, I'm still objectifying women or that I belittle them or that it's not, I'm not as open-minded and forward thinking as my brand is um, projecting, okay. which I'm like, I don't even want to go into that argument because it's the one that I'll never win because you already set in your mind, this is my thought about this and anything against that is wrong. That's why I can't have conversations with people that I feel like you're not open to even hear my side. So cool. Live with that. That's a challenge for me because I know I take my integrity and my and my message. So so it's so deep to me that I'm learning to not take things personally that Mm -hmm. aren't meant for me to take personally. I've Mm -hmm. had friends who also have brands and who are influencers say they just want attention. You commenting back is feeding their need for attention. It's fine. Hmm. Now, there are people who want to have a conversation and that's different. If you want to have a conversation, let's have one. But if not, cool. Like, So that's one challenge I face. The other challenge I face is in my own personal life is am I living what I'm posting? I don't want to be one person to the world and then another person behind closed doors. Agreed. That's yeah. another challenge that I face. But it's it's that's the whole beauty of like not being perfect mm-hmm. is that I have room to make mistakes but I'm always bettering myself and looking for that and surrounding myself with men that I feel like will hold me accountable to my actions and to who I am and who I'm being in that space mm-hmm. but you never have a dude come to you and being like Brandon like what's really happening no one ever approaches you like that there are men who come at me sideways for sure oh really oh my goodness yeah because it's it's challenging them to to live to a higher standard I'm literally trying to shift the foundation that people were standing on mm-hmm. and some people are going to be scared and, and fear for their lives and other people are like, yo, I'm on board. Let's go in the ark and I'm going to we're going to go to safety. Right. So when you shake the foundation that people stand on, because now I'm challenging the way you date, I'm challenging the way you think, I'm challenging the way you live your life on a daily basis, how you see yourself when you look in the mirror. I'm challenging you to rethink everything you've ever known and to deal with the hurt that's in your heart because it's there. Whether you want to admit it or not, you're hurt. That's why you do what you do. Whether you want to make yourself feel worse, I'm saying that because I had to look at myself in the mirror and say, why do I operate this way? My father not being there. Abandonment. Shame. Pressure. Being put in a position to be the man of the house at an early age. Like All those things really contribute to how you then further um, act in your relationships and with people, how you do business, how you see yourself, do you love yourself, hmm. all these different things. So yeah, I get... I get, you know, men come at me sideways and I just have to not take it personally. That it's more to do with them than it has anything to do with me. And not everything is for everybody. You know, and it's, it's not. It's, it's not. Yeah, yeah. That's good. I really want to go to some Instagram questions. Yes. Sure. Um, people were really interested in this. They gave us comments. So. Okay. Let's get started. Brandon, what makes a gentleman gentle? So for me, it comes from loving yourself first. That's where the gentleness begins, is if you can't love yourself, then you can't really love someone else and understand what it means to be handled and to be gentle, right? That, for for me, so I learned this from being hard on myself, Mm -hmm. therefore I was hard on other people, therefore I lacked the gentleness to understand and have compassion towards other people. Yeah. So when you give yourself that compassion and that empathy first, you then by by doing these things on, on, on the inside 
will come out in how you handle people in situations. There's, there's being the nice guy, but you're not doing it out of love. You're doing it out of obligation. There's a difference. When you do it out of love, there's a freeness that comes with it to the other person or in this space that you're in. To me, that's what being gentle is, is when you give that love, when you give out of love, it frees the, the entire environment that you're in and you can, you can feel the gentleness in it. I love that. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. I find that if I think higher and I put, if I think the highest thought about someone, yeah. it's much easier for me to feel more free in how I free. in how I interact with yep. them. So I'm with that. What's the difference between a perfect man and an imperfect gentleman? I need you to unpack this question because sure, I don't quite understand sure. what they're trying to get at. So there is a perfect man or a prototype, right? That is unrealistic. He does not exist. He will never exist because we are flawed and because we will make mistakes. Now, anyone who tries to pretend to be that perfect, you are living in denial, literally, and delusional, which is not healthy. We're trying to create healthier men who can accept and understand their imperfect ways and their imperfect behaviors yeah. and then grow from there. Yeah. The imperfect gentleman is someone who recognizes that he is perfect in his imperfections but does not allow it to change him or what he wants to accomplish in life and how he treats people, right? And so I would consider myself an imperfect gentleman. It bothers me, it, it bothers me when people take what I'm saying and then now there's this expectation for me never to make mistakes. Of course. And it bothers me, like, you said this on, but now you're acting like this. And I'm like, okay, I get about like holding accountability, but this seems more like a crucifixion. And and in all fairness, just to like kind of piggyback on that. Sure. What has that looked like for you in the context, even though this isn't about romantic relationships, like what does that look like? Because I'm sure. Make me making mistakes? Well, just, I'm sure there's an idea of, um, there's an expectation that happens. Sure. Whenever men or gentlemen happen to be talking about relationship stuff or have anything that's like, you know, wisdom. Yes, present it as a presented. standard almost. It's, yes. Yeah. So there's almost this idea that like you don't necessarily fumble your way through relationships or you sure. have it all figured out or you make one mistake sure. and it's like, oh, well, he's not who he says he is because so what are the challenges there? That or have is, you had those challenges? Is, I don't know. That is the challenge. I think because I'm constantly growing and trying to make myself better, that because there's there's so much in that because I've been through I've been through a situation where that was an issue, and it was interesting. It was an interesting feeling. I mean, that's like I said. It's a, it well not, but it's a different. It's another conversation to have because. I personally would love the freedom to make those mistakes. Right? And you should have them. Right? Mm -hmm. Without this like hovering feeling of you're not. Aren't you, you the new age jet? <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. And so it's interesting for me. It really is because then it's like, do I let that, do I let that diminish my character and make me change how I see myself? Or do I realize that there's something else going on there, right? Mm -hmm. Through loving myself and understanding that I needed that love to give myself that love, I am that. Mm -hmm. I am. And if I own it, if I own that I am what I'm, because I don't put out anything that I'm not living. 
Yeah. I won't put out anything that I'm not living or trying to do. But if that person fails to recognize that effort, then that's they're choosing not to recognize mm-hmm. that effort. But if other people can see it, then I know I'm not crazy. Yeah. And the, and I think the takeaway for you will be and this is just me. Go for it. It's just a thought. But it. it'll be making sure that you don't ever let someone make you like put you on. You know, we all want a hero. And so it's like mm-hmm. making sure that sure. you don't let people put you on a pedestal. pedestal. It, you're you're a man. Yeah. And you have wisdom to offer and you have things to offer. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is awesome. Yeah. And it'll shift culture. But you're still just a man. And so. Exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I think we all will do that to one another where we feel sure. like we have a subject matter expert at something. Um, we see it with pastors. We see it with leaders of all kinds where yeah. it's like, you know, you said this, you do this. And you've done something now that is off the beaten path. And yeah. so it's like, I can't follow you or whatever you were talking about must mm-hmm. not be and it's no must not be real or you're not being exactly real. and that's what I had to come to terms with is that you either are gonna love me or you're not gonna like me that is not going to deter my happiness mm-hmm. or sense of who you are or sense of who I am yeah and staying in that space and un- and not wavering um, has been the biggest blessing in my life and literally has drawn greatness to me because I've been able to just own that I am this. Mm-hmm. Not the brand, yes. but I am this. This is who I am. This is what I've chosen. This is the lifestyle I want. And through that, it's shifting the world to be able to touch lives, whether it's here in L.A. or if it's in Amsterdam or if it's in China or if it's wherever it's at. And I thank God for that gift because there was a time where people said, you're preaching. There was a time when people said, you're too positive. Mm-hmm. There's a time where people said, you talk too much. You're too opinionated. Mm-hmm. And it could have it could have made me question who I was and made me be quiet and silent, but I would have been silencing my gift. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I use this analogy uh, kind of, I don't know, maybe it's a metaphor, but. We'll not, tell you. Well, yeah. <laughs> Dre's so, an editor. So <laughs> I think of any time someone's afraid of a lion's roar, they want to chain it down so it stops. Sure. Because it's so loud. So if I if I was finding my roar, the the thoughts of you're too preachy, that's a chain. You're you talk too much, another chain. And I felt my lion becoming smaller and more quiet and more quiet mm-hmm. and more quiet until he had no clue what his roar even sounded like. And by me literally taking off the chains of people's thoughts and words and all these things and really just saying, I actually I'm comfortable just shaking my mane. I'm comfortable just strolling the jungle on my own. I don't need a full pride with me and all these different things. And I found my roar again. And now I'm able to do a podcast with you because I found my roar again through those things instead of allowing someone to make me quiet or a circus cat. Real quick before you before you move forward, um, because I don't want to forget this. One of the ways I think that you will continue to have people kind of respect what you say and yeah. what you have to offer the world is if you continue to show those imperfections as well. Yeah. In addition to all the great things that you ask people to to kind of recognize about themselves and mm-hmm. whether or not they are living life with integrity and being what they say they are on social Absolutely. media in real life. It's Absolutely. like if you yourself are transparent in that sense mm-hmm. and just letting people know like this is this is really me. I'm not trying to present some type of person that's exactly. perfect. I'm exactly. not trying to be a paragon for manliness or mm. gentlemanness or whatever. That's mm-hmm. not what I'm trying to do. But I am trying to 
uh, shift the way people see men yeah. and they see culture and how men see themselves. I think that is really helpful. Yeah. I echo everything that Danielle said, just the idea that we love to have one person that's just like perfect that we like look up to <laughs> it's built it's in our it's in our human dna yeah. we need that in our we lives find that hero uh-huh and then when that hero falls we yeah. just you know we upset and angry yeah. and then we look for another one yeah um so which it's, is so destructive by the way it's so my super god. destructive my god it's super destructive and you have to be aware that that's happening to you so that yeah. you don't allow it to happen again yeah. but yeah don't let that stuff like stop you from moving forward mm-hmm. in what you're trying to do in the world Final question comes in. What are the top three priorities for you, gentleman Brandon Alexander? Um, my relationship with God is my number one. It will always be my number one because it's a constant in my life. And it's the, it, it's the guide for everything I do. It is the five steps ahead before I make a decision. So I don't make a decision without talking to God first and, you know, and, and we figure it out. We talk about it right he helps me with all my strategies to get to where i want to be if it's not meant to be it won't be um that's one two for me is my self-love and my and and how i take care of myself and making sure that i'm happy and understanding it's okay to be brandon like really brandon and what that looks like so i love dogs like legitimately like borderline obsessed i love dogs Mm. yeah i went adopted a dog talk about it yeah i adopted a dog a week ago but that drawing um i love being outdoors but not like on the like trendy tip i just love trees and the smell of trees and being in fresh air as opposed to like stuck in an apartment all day Mm. and with not natural light i i thrive in that um so my self-love making sure that i'm happy i'm doing things that make me happy whether it's a podcast or i'm making a post or i'm talking to somebody about their relationship or talking about my own imperfections that makes me happy and i feel alive so now i say my heart is full of love and, I, and I'm full of gratitude because I'm doing things that make me happy, genuinely happy. Uh, and my third one is community. Community, staying connected with, with people of integrity, not just men, but people of integrity and who want to better themselves and want a life that's different than the one they've experienced. Not, not because it was so bad, because they know there's better out there. Hmm. And that's, those are my three priorities. Um, and I think as a, those are priorities of a, of, of, a, of a gentleman, like your spiritual growth, your, how you love yourself and being connected and plugged into a community that would allow you the freedom to have those first two priorities. Yeah, that's really good. I'm so grateful that you came and had a conversation with us. I think there are a bunch of tweetables and quotables and jewels that we'll definitely be able to, to pull from this. Um, and guys, while you're at it and you're listening, we'd like to know what what do you think the top three priorities should be for a gentleman? And to include the ladies, what do you think the top three priorities should be for a lady? Hello, lady. I thought you were going to say gentlewoman. Hello, ladies. But you're right. It would be a lady. It would be a lady. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let us know. Shout us a holler on Facebook or on Instagram. We'd love to know what you guys are thinking. Since we have a special guest today, we are going to let Brandon take a spin. Yay! And here are the remaining topics we we did for nostalgia's sake for the first spin. I feel away. Currently crushing. Black cinema. Mars versus Venus. And guilty pleasures. Okay, let's go ahead and spin it. 
currently crushing. Okay, so Brandon, this is where you get to tell us stuff that you were just feeling. Like, what are you feeling right now? What are you into? Ooh. So today, mm-hmm. today was great. Some guys got together for a men's brunch, and so men just connecting with men in like a real sense, and it was probably the most freeing, loving thing. My man got a, a puppy pit bull. She's running around. She's sniffing <laughs> all the guys. There's bacon. There's of pe- course there's bacon. There's bacon. <laughs> you guys should go to bacon camp. Yeah, there's coffee. <laughs> and just looking around and seeing everyone smiling and having a good time. I would say I'm currently just crushing on men connecting with men and being there for each other because women have that. Mm-hmm. Women women will do girls nights and they'll yeah, do, but yeah. I don't want to do guy nights in the typical sense of like, yo, we're going to get wasted and we're going to go party and we're going to find, you know, what girls want to sleep with. It's like, yo, can we just sit down and talk? Can we literally just enjoy each other for a second? Be real about our situations and in that we all got something from it. Everybody left with value. The text messages were coming after, the phone calls were coming after. Thanks yo, so much. Thanks for having this. Yo, I needed that. People not understanding men need that too. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you guys do without it. It's essential for life. I don't know. Conditioning. It must happen. Conditioning. I, Conditioning. Can I ask what you guys were talking about? Everything. Mm. Everything. I mean, career stuff, right? A lot of guys are in transition career-wise. Um, we address challenges that we're facing currently to hold each other accountable. And then, um, of course, love came up and relationships. Um, my buddy Chris Wolf's babies do any day now. Mm. Any day. So it, she had some, you know, pains last night. We were like, yo, is she going in labor today? We got to drive to the hospital. And it just being there for him in that moment, I was like, yo, I'm ready to see like five cars speed to the hospital for his baby to be born. But <laughs> it didn't happen. Um, but it was just, it was, it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Um, I was cooking. I love cooking. I love putting some love into the food. It was great. So get into so, some, so get into sweet. some men's small groups. Get into take some a man trip where you don't get wasted and crazy. Like shift that. Like it's nonsense. Like cut all that other nonsense. If it's not helping you, cut it out. You're wasting mm-hmm. two hundred dollars on bottles when you could be investing in something. Please don't be that guy. <laughs> Just saying. Don't be that. That's awesome. Okay, guys, it's time for that very special part of the show. <laughs> You ready, Drea? Ready. Are you ready? Totally ready. Okay, let's do it. Recent revelations. Oh, Lord. Nice. That's real real. Nice. It's a real thing. It's so real. It really goes down. <laughs> what is a recent revelation for you? You might be surprised by this recent revelation. But okay. Life is good. <gasps> Come on now. What? Come on now. I'm gonna oh need you my not goodness, we have a change sunny your, revelation. Fix your face. Fix your face. I'm very proud of you. Tell me all about how life is good. I can't yeah. stand you right now. Please share. Now, there are some awful things happening in the world. <laughs> what? Guys, I can do it. I can do this. I can do this. This is part of my revelation. Okay. Okay. It's part of my revelation. Life is good mm. if you can eliminate a lot of the noise that's distracting you from um, from really tuning into, you know, just like simple things like sitting on the couch on Memorial Day and just like enjoying the sunlight and wa- or watching a movie or cartoons or whatever. Just like 
having a great support of your friends, um, having someone to call a friend, yeah. having like your health. And I started thinking about this last week and I was going into 7-Eleven. I was just running in really quick. I need to get like a protein bar or whatever. And I come out and this woman, a really sweet lady, and she's just like, do you have any change? And I was, I didn't have anything. And so I was like, I'm really sorry. I don't have anything to give you. And she was like, oh, no worries. And I get in my car and I'm just like, I'm very grateful that I don't have, I don't always feel like I have the most money. I always feel like my life is grand. I often have doomsday recent revelations, <laughs> but I don't, I'm grateful that I don't have to stand outside of a 7-Eleven because you don't know what happened to her in her yeah. life. And it's yeah. just like little things like that. Like what brings a person to having to do that? You know, there's a, there could be a lot of things. We're not really far removed. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I don't have to do that. And I should be grateful just for that. You know? Mm. So, which made me think more positive things about my life. <laughs> and I came to the term, um, the ultimate conclusion that life for me at this time is really good. Mm. Aren't you proud? That is a beautiful you revelation. You have the proud I'm smile so on. Proud. I'm really You and I have eyes. actually hit the same revelation. We were we've been talking about this a lot. Maybe that's maybe that's why. Um but yes, I feel the same way. I definitely feel like I have hit this incredibly sweet spot in my life and um I'm just so grateful. I'm full and grateful. And it's awesome to be able to look at your life and love what you see and who you see and mm. who you're doing it with. And excited for and the And just have a moment of yeah. like gratitude, being able to soak up these really beautiful moments that we have. So I'm with you. Okay, so my recent revelation for this week is kind of romantically related. Um, I, and in this conversation actually brought some things to mind as well, but I realized that I am a part of the problem with regard to I with regard to men and like expectations that we have of men okay. I was thinking about some of the things that I've thought about men that I've either who've wanted to date me or figuring out what I like in men and what I'm attracted to and sure. why I'm attracted to certain things um, and it's all good to have a preference sure. and it's all good to flow a certain way. I think you have to have those things, right? Mm -hmm. Physically, emotionally, all that stuff. You, you guys, you got to have a vibe. You have to have a chemistry. But I can be very tough on men about certain things. And I think I need to just chill out on that a little bit. Like you, we joke about this a lot, but I tend to have a really tough time with overly emotional, what I deem to be overly emotional men. And can, that's we, can not you kind. unpack that though? That's not good to like do. What's to, that mean? Um, overly emotional, right? Yeah. So, so if you cry a lot, to me, to me, okay. And I know what I'm saying is not good. <laughs> and we've which seen is the why documentary. Okay? I'm trying to grow. <laughs> we know about the oppression of men and their emotions. <laughs> But I can be very, but it's only with men that I'm dating. Like if you are my man, it's very strange. Like I will never judge a man for like crying. Okay. It's weird. It's sure, weird. But sure. as you were talking, I was thinking I am a part of the problem and I need to do better about this. Sure. I want for whoever I date to feel open to express their emotions, even if it's this a lot is so of tears. Tough for you to say right now. It is. <laughs> even if it's like a lot of crying or if it's like really... And let's be clear, we're not talking about like someone died, you're crying. I just want to be clear about that. Crying for no I'm reason. I'm not a, for what I deem yeah. to be no reason, but yeah. that's not fair. Sure. You should have an outlet. And sure. if so, something moves you and you feel led to tears, I need to do a better job. Sure. About that. I don't want to be the type of woman that like suppresses my man's 
expressions. There's so much growth in our research revelation. I'm gonna really try. There's so much growth. It's <laughs> so funny. So she much like, growth. She literally just like alley-ooped it to me. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yeah. So my recent revelation is that I found I haven't been able to cry for oh, years. Look at this. Serious. I haven't been able to cry for years, and I've I, I forced myself. I would sit there and I'd be like, "Come on, tear, give me one." Mm. Now a funeral, sure, but it's like the day of. Like sure. leading up to knowing someone's passing away, I'm fine. Like, and it's weird because I'm like, yo, is something wrong with me? Am I broken? So then recently I allowed myself to feel so much so that I cried. How did that feel for you? It was the most freeing feeling in the world. Yeah, I bet. It was like, wait, what have I been missing out on? Oh, this shit's <laughs> dope. Sometimes you need a good cry. I was like, yo, this wait shit's a minute, real I dope. like this. Right, I was like so happy about my life, and somebody sent me a really nice message on Instagram. I was like, "What's happening?" <laughs> and then it just started flowing. But it was like gratitude, I just right? Because I've been I've been so grateful, sad, real sad, because my body's like like losing control and it's like start twitching awkwardly. Because I'm like, Cause you don't know how to cry. I don't know how to cry for so many years. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Brandon. bad it was not pretty at all <laughs> just all kind of like snot and all kind of craziness i'm just like doing the shoulders but <laughs> i found out how liberating it was and then i cried again over something else and it was it was amazing because i've been i've been able to feel more of me in that yeah now mind yeah, you I will, cool. I will i will chime in on it because the reason i'm asking is i do think there is a emotional maturity that comes with that so when i think of crying for no reason is i'm saying if you're just crying to cry like it it loses its its value of why you're doing it to me sure to me sure so if you understand so if you were to ask him why are you crying or he was expressing to you why he was crying but he was just like i don't really know why i'm crying to me i think he would he has a lack of emotional maturity in himself to understand why to me, I need to know the why. <laughs> why are it's you like, crying? Right? I know. I'm serious. Yeah, like when you have the why, then everything else. And it may yeah. not be. It, you don't have to have a valid why. You just got to know why. Know why. Because that's where I think the growth comes from. So then you, when you can tap into the space of that, then you understand yourself better. Sure. So you learn the why, you learn you, period. And I'm going to be more open to To asking. open to hear Because I think what happens is you shut my down. face like, says everything. Yeah. And yeah. so... You there's don't want to even. It's there's no open. There's sure. no. Yeah. I don't think I give the feeling that open yeah. dialogue is welcomed, and you're just probably there not. You're like I can't just. I'm literally like, what are you? What are you right now? Like, what's happening right now? Now, in all fairness, part of that is me. I'm not a big crier. Like if I'm crying, something is happening. Something's happening. Something's happening. Sure. And or I'm having like a very very significant like happy moment or some like if you see me crying. It is. It it's is not all for nothing. Dependent That's on the just person me. for oh, sure. For it is. And how so, often you cry? What makes you cry? Yes. But then understanding, like, yeah, once some floodgates is open, they're open. You know, and men should have that too. Yeah. They and I don't want to have make, the option. They should know? have the option, and I'm going to be more welcoming wherever awesome. he is. I'm going to really make a concerted effort at welp- welcoming all of his emotions. 
This was a very you mature, heard it here today. recent revelations, guy. I want us to all give ourselves a pat on the back. I mean, you know, just proud of, I'm just proud of life everybody. is good. You're proud you're, of everybody. <laughs> you're on the sunny side of life. <laughs> that's so good. It's good. No, yeah. that's good. And I'm glad ours were able to piggyback off that's each other. That's really amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, guys. Well, we have another show under our belt. That was so awesome. Thanks for joining us, Brandon. I think we're going to have some good dialogue come back from, from this one. Looking forward to people. Brandon, you were amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on now. So glad that you can come on and explain a little bit more about New Age Gents. Mm. Do we need, tell people where they can find you. I mean, you can find us at, uh, <laughs> better lower your voice. <laughs> NewAgeGents.com. You can yeah. find us at, uh, at NewAgeGents on Instagram. Uh, no, I'm just I'm just messing around. But Facebook, same thing. It's New Age Gents everywhere. Um, if you want to contribute, if you want to share your story, uh, connect anything, just reach out to me. You can get the email. I'm not hard to reach, and I'll connect with you. Wonderful. We want to thank our engineer for being so incredibly awesome, understanding, and flexible. Always Jared thinking Johnson. of all the things, Jared JJ. Johnson. And shout out to our mamas, cause that's what we do. Cause that's what we do. We wouldn't be here today if it weren't for you. Thanks for being the wind beneath our wing. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, thank you for being our audience. You guys are great. Stay connected to us and talk to us whenever you feel the need. Um, email we us. DD. We do. I was trying not to say talk back. <laughs> but yeah, we do talk back. Um, hit us on Facebook. Join the conversation. Search for us at uh, Spin the Bottle Podcast. Email us at DD Spin the Bottle at gmail.com. You guys know where we are. Or at least you should. Come see about us. Bye.